everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I feel like you're telling a story to kindergartners well, right now. Because I think, uh, to be honest, if you really want the behind the scenes, the minute before I opened the microphone, I said to Stephanie March, I'm sick of everybody being short-staffed <laughs> and overworked <laughs> and underpaid. Because and, we were talking about that a lot of people are short-staffed right now. They just are. Everyone is. It's not their fault. what it is. No, it's right. no one's fault. But no, how do but we it is, The situation is tough all around. And we're yeah, all, so we just got to keep going. Just keep going, people. Just keep going. All right. I know. What a beautiful day, though. Can we get your weather report? Uh, my weather report. Do glorious. I even need to just tell you that I'm sunburned from how much patio action I've had? Oh, my God. You really are. I know. I yeah, s- you, like, you have a Mex- girl, white girl goes to I've Mexico got, I do have white girl. On. Yep, I totally do. And I'm covered up with long sleeves and stuff today because I also have a wedding tomorrow, and this is going to mess up my dress plan. Oh. So, whatever. It might be gone by tomorrow. I think it'll chill out if I stay covered today. Yeah. I just have to figure out my neckline a little bit better. What anyway. is happening? Your decolletage. My decolletage. The, and your nose is quite yeah, cherry that's red. Fine. That's makeup worthy, though. But like, What is happening with your patio sitch? I mean, have you just been... First, the weather report. Okay. It is freaking gorgeous. That's the weather report. Done. Full stop. You better be outside. In fact, I'm hoping you're listening to us like... <laughs> Like with your either driving on your patio with your windows all open thinking or about what you're going to plant today. Yeah, that's kind of it, because it's going to be a bunch of days of gorgeousness. And then it's going to cool down a little bit, which is actually even more gorgeous for me, because I just need a little bit. You know, the 80, 90 thing was a little much for me. But yeah, this soon this soon, because we did kind of. And again, we sound like we're complaining, but I, we did go from we are observing winter to summer. Yeah, we're just observing that that happens. We are observing. <laughs> that's what it is. That's it's what an it observation. is. For sure. But uh, I will say that um, I thought that the, the uh, that it was just sort of like the bloom is killing me. How gorgeous it is! Just like boom, all of a sudden we have leaves everywhere, and that's my favorite thing. Um, I am a seasonal allergy sufferer late in life. Yeah. Oh, you haven't had them? No, I never had them as a kid. It's only been really since I had cancer. It's been about ten years wow. that I've started to notice it, and. I got a new dog who's doing really great. Yeah. He's super cute, Stanley. But I got him out of his little sleepy kennel the other night, and he, he has to do the downward dog, which is where that name comes from. Like dogs yeah, like to stretch forward, and then they stretch back before yeah. he can. And uh, I looked at him, and his whole eye was like full of goo, and like pink eye goo. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. But then that same day was a giant pollen dump. Sure. So I yeah. think he has allergies. I think so too. Sensitivities <laughs> abound. And like his little pads of his feet are pink. Yeah. I'm like, oh God. Itchy. I had a dog years ago that had allergies that I gave him Benadryl almost every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. There was a lot of University of Minnesota visits to get to just give him some Benadryl. Just give him some Benadryl. <laughs> right. That's how that happens. Right. Yeah. No, it's uh, I think it's like definitely a garden weekend. I think the garden shops are all going to be slammed. I know. And of course, I always have to go when everyone else has to go because I didn't plan ahead. Well, but I mean, I don't know. This is the Fun. time to go. I, know. I don't know. I, I sort of feel like this is one of those things like there's this is the time like the weather gives you a moment and you have to take the moment. You know, you have to take the moment to figure out how much is a yard of mulch? Yeah. How much Tricky. is in a pallet? <laughs> When they're bringing the pallet to the house. Like, yeah. where are they going to put that pallet? How long is it going to take us to actually spread said pallet? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm uh, I'm going to head out to the Hennepin County Master Gardener's plant sale today in at the Hopkins Pavilion. Oh, I'm jealous. I know. Well, come on out. Yeah, I might. It's not that far. Um, I think it goes start? until 2. It starts okay. at like 
nine. All like, right. That's the bummer for us. Is like everyone has got the jump start on us because we're here till that's 11. Okay. But that's we're fine. We're here to serve you people. That's right. But they're, you know, they have a lot of interesting plants. And from what I read on the catalog, they have got some interesting uh, vegetables and herbs. Like, I really want to plant shiso leaves this year. And I want to see how that goes. That's a Japanese mint um, huh. that, you know, you sometimes find in Japanese cocktails. Yeah. I just, I just love it. And I kind of crave it. And um, it's also good for wrapping like beef, you know, like putting in like yeah, a beef lettuce like a wrap, beef roll. Yeah. a little shiso in there is just a great addition. <laughs> and they've got like yuzu and lemongrass and some other things that I'm kind of toying with planting. I love that. Yeah. So I, um, so I'm hoping that that's still there by the time I get there, but we'll see. I do have an update on the ice situation up at Burnside Lake. Oh, because it just went out two days ago. Yeah. So we're going up to, uh put poop in the garden and get it all situated so that we can let it sit for a little bit before we plant. That's good. I had a, a kind of stressful, you know, I have to plant these early girl seeds because it's the only kind of tomatoes I can get that will go up, go up there because yeah. it's so cold. And so I start them from seed and I've been tending these little babies and they were outside during the storm and I was out mm. and didn't think about like bringing the seed things in with the tray and they're just little, you know, they're probably like three inches high and they just got pounded and drowned in the rain. And I didn't think about them till the next morning. Oh. And I go out and they're swimming in their tray and I, you know, poured off the water and I've been trying to dry them out over the course of the. And I think I'll have enough to plant. But I mean, that's a bummer of tending plants for seven so are they, weeks. They're not dead, though, are they? Or? Some are not going to make it. Oh, really? But some will. Yeah. I just, whether I have enough to, like, have enough of a crop to be the tomato lady. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's, Stephanie. It's, I've got it's standards. Okay. It's okay if you're not the tomato lady, <laughs> let me just say. I will say, I too, I, I've had, I do, I'm doing, um, and I'm kind of doing these for you and me. I'm doing shish. Sh- Shishitos. Thank you. <laughs> I'm doing those this year, too. Because peppers are always hard to grow. They You don't have enough time. But these apparently grow short. Really? Yes. I mean, up there? Because I've always had way too many Jalapenos, peppers. Jalapenos, yes. Yes. Thai peppers, yes. Yes. Anything like a green pepper, red pepper, no. Oh, see, I don't eat those. Really. Not long enough. But I have, I mean, I guess we've grown a lot of hot peppers of different varieties. Yeah. Kelly O'Reilly. And those? The O'Reilly work. Farm? Crazy with peppers. Yeah. I And I love peppers and drinks. Yeah. That's my whole summer. I always jalapeno. plant too many peppers and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to eat this many of them. Freeze them. Mm. I, I mean, well, and that's my other. I'm still I eating know. out of the freezer from Come last on. year. I was going to say, this is the problem. Like, I also <laughs> I don't did. have an, I don't have like <laughs> the separate room Two as a freezers. freezer. <laughs> I found a bag of like <laughs> I don't something. have a walking cooler like you must. Yeah, I've like found a bag of something and I was like, what is this? Yes. And I looked and it was more peppers. I See? keep finding like random peppers. I, this is where I've decided I have to really, really focus. I have to focus. I have to focus down into interesting things I want to grow like shiso leaf and those kind of things. Be a minimalist. Like Malabar spinach, you know, this kind of thing. Oh, and I do, hated that. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I haven't had it yet. Oh, I really Why did I had like a lot it? of it and grew it. See, this is the thing. Buy one or two instead of like 15 seeds. It was like eating a rubber tree leaf. Well, okay. How did you cook it? Um, I really mostly ate it in salads. Okay. See, I was thinking it's a cooked product too. I think it would be harder to be cooked. Okay. Because it's juicy. Like it's like a puffy, juicy leaf, like a rubber tree leaf. Like it's thick. See, oh, maybe that's a good beef wrap too though. No, they're not big enough. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't even know if I'm going to get it. They're only like that big. Okay. Like the leaf is like two inches by two inches. But the the fact of focusing that kind of thing and like just something interesting rather than going like, oh, I'm going to get 
Six, yeah. like, six Brussels sprout plants and all yeah. this kind of stuff. I just think like I have to like focus. That's what I'm, this is the year of like, I don't, I'm not doing a yard garden. I'm only doing containers on the top yeah. deck and I'm trying to see because there's so much sun up there, but I do want to do those climbing lemon cucumbers I did a couple years ago. Oh, those Remember are those? so great in cocktails. I love those. And yeah. those are do- not the little teeny, not the little baby not ones. Not the kooka melons. Not the kooka melons, but the ones that are like these lemon cucumbers that they grow like, they look like this and you can eat them just like, you just pull them off and the skin is so thin. You just like eat them like an apple. Okay. Yum. And it's so good. Well, this is exciting because I might just give you a list of things to buy me. Well, I'll just fo- I'll just text you. I'll just <laughs> like, photograph things see and this text you. Cucumber. Do you want one? Yes. Yeah, I'll do that. All I right. We that. have a great show and we are going to talk a lot about gardening today and what's happening because Minnesota farmers market season is here. Yes, it's here. And we are going to talk to the folks from the Minneapolis farmers market. They did a preview last week. So that's our next segment. We're talking asparagus. We are talking patio Patios. seasons, ice cream shops, all the things on the weekly dish presented by our friends at Hornitos Tequila, who has a great canned um, canned cocktail Canned right cocktail, now. ready to yeah, drink. So check it out. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are hoping you guys are out there enjoying the good weather, as we are definitely enjoying the good weather and the good planting season and the good farmer's market. Yes. So the farmer's market had their preview season. And it was really fun to go and see. I love this idea that they're doing with that to kind of give us a clue about who's new and what's happening. And and that the Minneapolis farmers markets, you know, tend to be like all grouped together or like they it wasn't just like one market. It was vendors who are at other at lots of markets. Yeah. And we have Sina Plague and Cool on the line and she is the manager for the Minneapolis farmers market. Hello, Sina. How you doing? Good. How y'all doing? Good. So good. So good. We went to your little preview, not little preview, your preview the other day, <laughs> and we both had such a blast. You guys have so good. many new vendors coming. I'm so happy to hear. So you sound like you're at the market right now. Yes, it is. It is popping over here, let me tell you. The, we- the weather, we ordered good weather and Mother Nature delivered. Um, the farmers are out here with asparagus for the first time Woo! and rhubarb for the first time. So plants, tulips, I mean, it's we're back. We're back, everyone. We're back. Oh, I bet that feels so great for you guys. Yeah. Let's talk about, you have, you said some of the markets and you guys have, is it 20 markets in Minneapolis? Yeah, so there are over 20 markets in Minneapolis with the collaborative group. Um, so uh, this is kind of the time where everybody kind of, we're, we're the biggest open-air market in the upper Midwest, so we're year-round, but this is when we welcome back all of our neighborhood satellite markets, and so it's going to be, it's, it's time. Yeah, Northeast, Kingfield, Linden Hills, uh, your website's really great about directing people. Y- yep. And it's you're kind of breaking up. My apologies. I'm not sure. Oh, what okay. you said last. Okay, no worries. Um, we'll probably just let you go because we know that you're busy, Sina. But we appreciate you being with us today. Steph and I will talk a little bit about some of the things we experienced, and we'll see you at the markets. Okay, Sina. Sounds good. You all take care. We can't okay, wait to see you. Okay, take care. All okay, right. Bye-bye. So that's unfortunate, but we were both there. We yeah, went to the preview. We went to the preview, and it was great. It was, and I, I have to tell you that, like, what, and I chatted with a couple people, uh, talk, talking with Jenny Breen, you know, who's involved with the yeah. market a lot. And we were saying, we were both saying that, like, it's very interesting. Um, it sounds to me like they have a very large uptick in new vendors. And a lot of it has to do with people in the pandemic deciding, I'm going to go for it. 
And I love that idea, this new, fresh business entrepreneurship. We've talked about this, too, I think, with the just people I'm seeing in the Makers of Minnesota community. Yeah. A lot of BIPOC vendors, a lot of people that hadn't taken the opportunity to take some of these businesses that maybe were their hobbies and really go for it. Yeah, yeah. The preview was great. Um, There was something I'm going to talk about in the top two, an hour or two, that I loved so much that I was excited about. But just the variety of um, they're having a plant-based pop-up this year, yeah, which is plant-based foods. Sure. There was um, a walking taco that I know I love. Did you love it too? Yes, the walking from taco rice, from Rise to Roots, Roots rice. to Rise, which was just like unbelievably beautiful and fresh. And it was like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay, this <laughs> is a cone and there's a few chips in the cone and then there's just lentils. But the lentils literally tasted like taco meat. Yeah, she cooked them with all the taco spices. Which makes complete sense. Why have I never done that? Yeah. And then it had like pretty radishes and some little microgreens. And it was just this really fresh, light take on a taco. Yeah. That I feel like I could be making that. Vegan mayo or vegan cheese. There was some sort of a creamy thing in there. It might have been vegan mayo or vegan cheese. Okay, because I didn't even... I was so stuck on these lentils taste just like taco meat. Why aren't I doing this? Yeah, yeah. It was so good. Yeah, no, I really liked them. I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, you know, places like... um, the macaroon girl, I can't. I don't have my names. Up. I got it. Okay, uh, she was amazing too. Yeah, um, they were so. They were okay. You guys, I don't love macaroons. I just don't like. I just sort of feel like it's <laughs> too sweet for me and kind of a waste of my time. I don't know, but That's I have to funny. tell you that those were ones that I was sort of. I was like, wow, these are. They had a lot of great flavor and they didn't taste sort of like flat. You know what I mean? They were light and airy and beautiful. Yep, I love those. Um, I loved the Smoky Pecans guy. Oh, yeah. That he, I got his story a little bit. Yeah. He was like, had a, a bet with a bunch of kids that he worked with in an urban farm. And he was like, hey, I bet you I can make something taste like bacon that's not bacon. Yeah. And they were like, sure, yeah. Sure, so he started smoking and roasting these pecans to get that sort of smoky, bacony flavor. And yeah. he did get it out of the nuts. Yeah. It's, they are literally, you pop a little smoky, you know, a uh, little cup of smoky uh, pecans or walnuts all of a sudden I'm deciding, but it was, they were just like in the smoker and it like you had that essence of bacon. It was pretty great yeah. because you got the fatty unctuousness of the nut and then you got that smoky hit on the afterwards and then he had some dipped in chocolate too. He did. So it was like smoky and chocolate. I was like, that's great. Yeah. The macaroons were K-Town macaron. They had a toasted coconut lime and a strawberry lemonade that blew my mind. Like, Toasted coconut lime. I grabbed one and then I walked away and then I ate it and I like went back and I was like, whoa, oh. this was real good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. I thought um, there was one of the ones I loved the most was this guy who was the bread baker bakery on 22nd. Yes. And he's kind of newer. He's super new. This yeah. is his first year. And he was, you know, they're Israeli and they started baking bread because when they first moved to the U.S., they were like, we couldn't find the breads we wanted. And so then they were have always sort of baked bread on their own, he said. But this year, of course, he's like, of course, I got kind of into the sourdough thing. But he's got he had some really great loaves and then these thin crackers with all this like great spice on top of it. And I was just dying for that. I probably read about this from you. So if I'm acting like he told this to me and it was really your words. Please don't be surprised because I do this to you. Yeah. Um, the story of him really getting into that bread should have like flavor, not unlike tea would have different profile flavors or wine would have different profile flavors. Yeah, like yeah. 
And and that, like, why do we just expect bread to taste like this one sort of thing? Yeah, no, he told you that because I didn't write that, but okay. that's good. I And I was like, this makes total sense when you think about... Well, wild yeasts and yes, everything else coming from the air. Absolutely, and, like, and where be the sort flour of a also is being yeah. milled or what the seeds were and... That, yeah, we shouldn't just expect. I did have a total sourdough fail last week, like a big, big fail. It came out looking like a dense apple pie. Oh. Like it was just, apparently it was overproofed, which I still don't even know what that means. So I need to dig into what happened. Like you just let it sit for so long? or I, I guess. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was rising. And then I put it in a like a oven that was 200 degrees just to give it a little... Oh, and then you fried out the yeast. I think so. Yeah. So it was just you might have actually it might have been that like your water was too hot, you know, in the beginning. Yeah, maybe because that sometimes like fries out. You know, we used to do that with when we were making the pizza dough and stuff. Sometimes someone would put in the hot too hot of water right away and it just kind of killed my yeast. Yeah. So we just we didn't use yeast. I was using sourdough. Oh, so you're using sourdough too. Right. Is maybe my anyway. We cut it up and you know I use it for breadcrumbs, so that's fine. But the taste of the bread was real sour yeah like really interestingly sour i was like wow i hate this loaf because it's just terrible but the taste of it actually is kind of interesting and more sourdoughy than any of the other loaves i've ever made huh so i don't know but this idea that bread can have flavor yeah i thought was real cool yeah yeah that was i liked him so and bakery on 22nd he's also got um i mean i think he does delivery but he did say he has pizza crust too Amazing. I know. So good. Yeah. All right. So, so those are all the markets are pretty much open, I think. Yep. And Lynn we're talking Hills, Northeast, all the rest. Talking asparagus next. All right, everybody. We are really excited about the farmer's market. Oh. I know our call was a little jacked up there, but no problem because they're, you know, not only Minneapolis farmer's market, but St. Paul farmer's market and Linden Hills and Kingfield and Northeast. And there's a market in Camden. Just all of the markets are going to be just chock full of people, and it's really exciting to see today. All right, so I just want to talk about asparagus for a minute. Okay. The asparagus are in the markets now, the fresh asparagus. Now, we're getting asparagus in the grocery stores, too, but it's coming from California. Mm -hmm. It is a fresher time for asparagus season because it's coming fresher from there to our homes. But if you can get asparagus at a market, by all means, you really should. It's, It's like night and day. Yeah. And if you grow asparagus or if you have a wild patch, if you're that fortunate, yeah. it is starting to come up. In Ely, ours isn't up yet because we just checked it last weekend. But in the patches in the Twin Cities, people are getting I do, asparagus. I do miss that of the old house. I had that last in the last house. It was yeah, like you had a good patch. Just a random patch of asparagus. And I'm sure that the person who's renting it right now has no idea. You know, oh, maybe mean, you need to knock on the door and be like, by the way, if you or just like if you don't like asparagus, it's right there. Actually, I should tell Bruce and Lynn who live next door. Lynn, if you're listening, go tell that guy he's got asparagus down there and then get some. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that. Well, I did uh, asparagus, a um, couple of asparagus recipes that are, I think, worth sharing. Yeah. Um, and maybe you and I have talked about this, but uh, you guys, we've been on the air 13 years, so <laughs> we're going to repeat some stuff. Um <laughs> Oh, just super easy way to handle most things in life is puff pastry that yeah. you buy from mm-hmm. the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's in the freezer section, Pepperidge Farms, but there's also a better one that's called Duroc, I think is the name of it. It's got Durant, right? It's got more butter in yeah. it. But and the Trader Joe's puff pastry oh, brand like is it? pretty good too. So you just take out your puff pastry, you let it sit out on the counter for a little bit. You Defour. Defour, that's it. Defour. 
you roll it out with your rolling pin and you're not really like rolling it out. You're just kind of smoothing it out, pressing it a little bit to get a little bit larger shape. So let's say you've got a nine by nine, maybe a 10 by 10, depending on how um, much you want. You're doing this on a piece of parchment paper, so you can just pick up that paper and put it on your pan. Mm -hmm. Then you you kind of make a picture frame out of it, right? You sort of eyeball and about a half an inch around the whole edge you do what's called docking with a fork. So you just make little air holes all around the edge. You stab it. Yep. You cut with the tines of the fork. Got it. Then you fill in the middle. So you do that in rows all the way along the middle. And the reason you're doing this is so when you put that puff pastry in the oven, the middle part doesn't puff. Right. Just that outside half an inch that you haven't done the will rise. Yeah. So... Now you have this base of this, these tines, and you can put mustard down. You could put olive oil down. You could put, I did pesto, and you don't have to have a lot. You're just kind of looking for some flavoring. Yeah. Then you can put a little Parmesan cheese. You could put a little mozzarella cheese if you wanted, a little goat cheese, depending on whatever you want. Then you take your asparagus and you snap off the ends. Jason was like, I never know how to do asparagus. I'm like, you literally just wherever it snaps, that's where it's supposed to snap. Yeah. You can cut it. And when you're making a fancy tart, you might want to. So all the pieces are exactly uniform. Yeah. But and, you yeah. just lay them then side by side by side by side. You make like a ladder of asparagus along the puff pastry dough. And you put it in the oven at 400 for like 20, 25 minutes. And you can finish it with a little Parmesan cheese, salt and pepper. I like to do a little lemon zest on the top, and you're done. Yeah. I would even say, by the way, I do, when I do those things, I put a little bit of prosciutto on there, like little slices of prosciutto. And then I put the goat cheese on top when you put it in the oven. Yum. Because then it kind of gets that, like, you know, kind of warm and yumminess to it. That sounds delicious. Yeah. So that is an easy recipe. It's so easy. I made one on the air. I gave it to Kendall to bring home because she's not a big cook. Yeah. And I wrapped it all up. I'm like, you just put this in the oven. She was like, okay. So she is like, I'm going to pretend that I made this for my husband. (laughs) And I'm like, will he know? And she's like, yeah, he'll know. But he'll he'll pretend like he doesn't know. Yeah. It'll be (laughs) a whole fun evening of pretending. Yeah. So she did a story and she was like, how's the the tart? And he was like, yummy. (gasps) And she was like. How do you feel about that? And he goes, you didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> like he knew right away, but it was real good. So another super easy thing that I didn't know that a lot of people don't know this. And maybe you are the one who taught me this. I don't know. The asparagus spears. And then you just wrap prosciutto around them. Yeah. And then you bake those yeah. in the oven at like 400, 425. Again, you want a crispy. So mm-hmm. maybe 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. Depends on how hot your oven is. Yep. And then you take those and you just dip them in mayo. Yep, I do that a lot. Oh, that's such an easy appetizer. I know. And like keto people like it. I know. I eat so much prosciutto that that's like, you know, that's just another new little way of doing it. Seriously. Do you notice like the difference? Like La Quercia prosciutto yes. is from Iowa and it's award winning yeah. and it's so good. Do yeah. you notice the difference? I do. And I don't always buy the good prosciutto because sometimes I know that like I'm, it's going to be a part of something else. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll just buy whatever you know, whatever the Columbus, you know, yep. one is fine. Yeah. The Colombo one is fine. You know, I don't like, there's one at cub that they private label that I don't like. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of flavorless, I guess. But the LaQuercia is when I know that it's like the prosciutto is going to stand out. If I'm going to wrap something Smart, in it, yeah. or if I'm going to put it onto, you know, like a sandwich of just prosciutto and, oh, yeah. and brie, that's you guys. Prosciutto brie sandwiches on fresh made focaccia is everything. Yeah. Yum. That sounds so good. I know. Okay. Here's the other thing that only 
Stephanie Hansen's and and Children of the Depression would probably do. But okay, you snapped off all the ends of the asparagus, right? Yeah. You take those, you put them in a pot with chicken broth that you've probably already made that's in your freezer. Yeah. Then you put in just like an onion, Mm -hmm. slice it up. And then you, if you have chives, you put a little chive situation on the side and you chop those real small. Mm -hmm. And then you, here you put this um, asparagus, you cook it with the asparagus, the onion, the chicken broth, and then you puree it all. And then you're going to make asparagus. You have this asparagus soup now. Yeah. And you're going to finish it with the little chive pieces. Okay. And maybe you'll have like a little creme fraiche or you'll have a little plain yogurt that you've thinned to make kind of oh like God, a... that sounds so good. And you just Are you make, eating it chilled or hot? Either. Either way. Either. Allie had a, uh, a an asparagus soup. Then I was like, is it chilled or is it hot? And she's like, I think it's hot. You know, and like, it just for me, I feel like... I guess I keep asking that because I want my asparagus soup chilled. Which is great, too. Yeah. But you do not throw away the ends of the snapped off asparagus. Which, you, this is the first time, like, like, duh! This is one of those moments, like, why have I been doing that? And if you want to save a few of the heads for, like, a garnishy thing. Yeah. But, and if you have really, like, fat asparagus or asparagus that's not great. Yeah. Another great way to use it. Is just, into that yeah. soup. So always save the ends. And you can wait till you have, like, a substantial enough amount to make... You know, more yeah, than more two than, pieces of sure. soup. But and if you have, I have a fancy Vitamix. Yeah, it'll make the hot soup right in the Vitamix. Yeah. So I you could not. just literally put the ends, the onion, the chicken broth, and it would just for five minutes. And I just have go it. stick blender and whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's also a really like you can also like for you know put some chicken in it if you wanted to like you know or use it like you know like on a shallow dish and almost use it like a sauce too and you know what I mean like in a velouté scallops yeah or I would also put that in like a shallow dish and have like a low thing and put a couple eggs in there poached oh, eggs yum. I would do that and also then I would do those two poached eggs in that asparagus soup with a bunch of frizzled prosciutto that is yum. a jam okay that's, that's a jam. good. That's and like you could brown butter scallops. Totally, you could brown butter scallops. So you've that got could go in there. That with your base ravioli. And then, even you could use that as like a ravioli sauce with some oh, goat cheese ravioli. Yeah, yum. See, and then you could garnish it with the little pansies or nasturtiums sure. or the sure. little violets. Right now, that yeah. are so pretty that you can eat. Here, can I have a question about? Are you? I don't know if you're going to talk about like shaving asparagus. Yes, okay. ma'am. Then I will. I okay. Will next you. salad. <laughs> okay, and I am putting these recipes up on the grid. Okay. So next is the asparagus pea and mint salad uh-huh. so you just take the asparagus you snap off those woody ends save them for your soup shave with a vegetable peeler and yeah. so you get all these like hairy shreds of asparagus yes pile them up in a mound salt pepper olive oil um lemon juice hit it with a little feta a little mint peas fresh peas like spring peas if you can get them from a market or they've got them at trader joe's too they always have that little bag of fresh peas yeah or you can use frozen peas too they're usually pretty good yeah and you just have like this feta, mint, pea, yummy salad yeah. situation yeah. with your shredded asparagus. Yes, I like that. I do like that. And the mint really makes it's, that. It is. And that is like, that's the Otolenghi salad that I made. You remember from yes. when he was here? And it was like, those were fava beans, which are lima beans. And, uh, Yum, I love and like thrown with a garlicky uh, Greek yogurt. Like I took Greek yogurt. I added the a little bit of lemon, some olive oil, smashed up garlic and some chives to the Greek yogurt, which makes it like 
you know, like a dressing. Like a ziki. It's like a ziki, exactly. Yeah. And so then we put it all, and so then I threw that, and then I threw the peas, and and I used hearts of palm, and I didn't have asparagus for that, but that would absolutely, with the peas and the mint, go in there yeah. with the feta. You know what else, I too? ate that salad for like three days. Yum. All those hearty salads. Yes. that And if you're not putting farro in your salads, instant pot up some farro, put it in like one Keep cup portions in, in your freezer. Yeah. So, right, you know, know, first I'm putting it in the freezer before I'm like, Are you I, this is the psychosis. I know. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, you put it in your refrigerator and you make a salad with it. And, and then I'm you like, eat it for three days. Okay, I'm You freezing. need to start moving towards yeah, that. It's it's time. It's time. I need to. Yeah. What if we unplug your freezer? Oh. What if you emptied it out for a challenge and unplugged it and just let it not put things in it, like cooking instead for the moment instead of for this weird long haul that you've got oh, <laughs> in Stephanie. your mind. That could be a challenge. It might change the way you, it would change the way you cook. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think I could eat enough food. What do you mean? Like, I don't think I can eat enough of the food that I make. You would Maybe make I'm lesser still portions. cooking for 12 people. You are. You'd eat lesser portions. You'd probably have a cheaper grocery bill. You'd probably have less waste. <sighs> you know? Okay, this is, that's, these are thoughts these as are we thoughts. get ready to go to the Ask Stephanie yeah, portion of the thoughts. show. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. It's a challenge. If you have freezer tips for me, <laughs> if you want to tell us what you do with your asparagus, yeah. if you want to ask us about restaurants and all the great places to eat, we're going to have patios and ice cream talk next. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are here at the Ask Stephanie portion part of the program. Oh, and we have a couple of questions and we've got some callers. We're going to take Alice. Alice. Hi, Alice. How you doing? Alice, you there? Alice, are you there yes, so we I'm can here, answer yes. your roast asparagus question? You guys are like really faint. I can barely hear you. Oh. Maybe it's just my cell phone connection. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead and ask your question, Alice, and then you can hang oh. up and we'll answer. Okay. We'll yell. Okay, perfect. Just, it's probably the dumbest question, but it's probably simple as well. But roasting asparagus in the oven? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know if I know how to do that. And okay. I cook, but it's like, I just can't ever figure this one out. Okay, Steph, go. All right, so what I do is I take my asparagus and I basically, I roll them around in olive oil and salt and pepper after I've trimmed the ends. I put them on a baking sheet and I put them in there for 325. They get really, really bright green and then they start to look like they're getting a little, maybe a little wrinkly on the top, little points like Mm -hmm. that, and then I take them out and that's it. And it's maybe, maybe 15, 20 minutes at the top, I think. Okay, okay. And then I hit them again with like, and then like I said, oftentimes you're saying no. No, you oh, go ahead. Often, I do it different. Oftentimes I do like, that's when I put on a little bit of the prosciutto and the goat cheese on top of that. And then I hit it with lemon juice on the way out. Okay. Oh, yum. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. What okay. do you do? So I do something different, but you know, this is how cooking is. I do 425 and I do like eight minutes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm at just a lower temp heat. and a longer time and you're at a higher temp and a shorter, shorter time. time. So, so it's really just up to you. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, and they're delicious. That's I think roasting or grilling asparagus is one of the best I ways never to boil eat them. It. I, no, I don't I either. I never boil them. And often I do this. I cut them into the little bits and then I pan mm-hmm. saute them yeah, with butter. I just too. do that. Oh, you oh. know what? I think when I grew up years ago that my mom boiled all the vegetables. They did. Our moms them. did. Our moms didn't know anything other than to boil the vegetables. I was at a dinner party once and this woman who was like, she's like, oh, I think the asparagus is almost done. I'm like, that, that, that's what's been boiling on the stove <laughs> the last half hour? And she's like, well, there's still woody on the ends. And she pulls it up and it's this dark green, sad piece of mush. I was Oof. like, oh, God. Oh, God. 
time. Well, and we had mm-hmm. asparagus steamers. Do you remember that? Yeah. So that's another way you can just steam them in the microwave, too. But all right, Alice, hopefully we oh, answered your question. You did. Thank you okay. so much, you guys. All righty. Bye. Um, Kate is on the line and has a question about salsa. Hi, Kate. Hi, I got a question for, I think it's for you, Stephanie, um, okay. <laughs> or Stephanie Hansen. Um, where did you get that Boss Boss? Um, it's gel uh, salsa in oh, a jar? Oh, yes. Um, it is an African sauce, and it is Hoyo Boss Boss sauce is the name of it. And it is a green, like, cilantro sauce. It's mm-hmm. very delicious. I just looked it up online and they have some new packaging. So I'm going to see where we can find it because it is so delicious. I feel like you can find that in the co-ops, the local co-ops like Lake Winds maybe. That's where I first got it. I know you can buy it online at bossbosssauce.com. Because I looked it up at like three different stores at Kowalski's, Lake Winds, yeah. and... Uh, and they didn't have it. Okay, oh. so you may have to buy it online then. Yeah, maybe to buy direct from them. But boss, yeah, it's a jar. It's correct? a yeah, yep, yeah. And they have a variety pack. So they have a coconut cilantro chutney. They have. Is this local? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Hoyo Boss Boss. They. I know it's in the stores though. Well, they just might not have had them that day. You know what I mean? In a shipping thing. Okay. I know it's on Amazon. Okay. Not that I want you to shop at Amazon, but sometimes a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Uh-huh. Um, it is also at Season Specialty Food Market on Grand Avenue. Okay. And find a store near you. There's kind of a lot of stores here on this map on their website. Okay. Um, you can find samosas and the sauce. But if you really, I mean, you can just order it on Amazon. Once in a blue moon, it's fine. Okay. Go ahead. I'm giving the, you permission. The other question I have for you um, Stephanie Hansen is where this is non cooking, but where did you get your jumpsuits that you've been wearing? Um, like on the Jason show. Okay. That's so funny. Athleta. Oops. What did you say? <laughs> Athleta. <laughs> oh, okay. Athleta. The jumpsuit situation is strong there. So yeah, uh, you have to plan your going to the bathroom times because yep. it's got a lot of buttons, but it's Athleta. Okay. I, okay. Thank you, thank Kate. You. Thank you. All right. I will say, too, that boss, Hoyo Boss Boss sauce is amazing. But yeah. also, if you're at a store that carries the Maza chutney, yeah. it's a little bit different, yep. but it is that cilantro-y, bright green sauce yeah. that could also fill in for you if that's something that you were wanting. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. Stephanie. Yes. Looking for a lot of things here. How about restaurant suggestions for wild forager menus? They're looking for morels, ramps, yeah. wild leeks, fiddleheads. Gang, we are not going to be able to give you that information until it, they start doing it. And like what I've heard is that the ramps are... There's, it's, there's, they're hard, they're just starting. So, like, I heard the morels are almost burned out because of the heat. Oh, because of that quick blast of mm-hmm. heat? Oh, I don't know. It depends on if, honestly, depends on how much you cleared out the stuff. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people, like, you know, it depends on how it, it affected the soil floor, where that you find them. If the canopy was big enough, it might be okay. But, and if you have restaurants that are sourcing local foods and yeah, doing would, farm to table, that's your best source. I would of tell finding you that these Alma products is where I would go because actually I did just see their spring menu and they did have ramps on their menu. So that's restaurant Alma. Um, I like Hyacinth and St. Paul. I know that they get fresh stuff from the golden fig right next door. Yeah. And she does have ramps, rhubarb, 
Fiddlehead Ferns just came in. Um, so um, it's a nice, convenient next door situation. I want to them. tell you what is right now at the current menu. At they, they just put out, they updated it for spring. They've got buttered snap peas and a buttermilk herb dressing. This sounds very much like spring here. Yep. A nettle spinach tart. They've got gently cooked, yeah, they got gently cooked trout with spring herb sauce and sweet peas and king crab. That's a great... Yeah, they have a Yukon gold potato pave with local ramps, thyme and cream. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of place you want to look for those guys. Yum. So that's really great. So Uh, that was Alma? That was Alma. Okay. Yeah. Um, We did get a woman who asked, she's like, throwing a baby shower on Saturday in early June. It's for brunch, around 30 people. We decided we don't want to cook. Any good suggestions for caterers in the Stillwater Bayport area? Um, I had somebody had recommended this to me before Shields Catering. Okay. It's S C H E E L S. Yeah, have you? Yeah. And I think they do fish fry events. I guess that's why they someone knows about them and they were just telling me that they have great event catering and um they're, you know, in Stillwater and they're really great. What's but, that place up in Shoreview too that you like? Oh, uh uh The Market. No, it's the, wow, wow, Churchill. Okay. It's barely a market. It's just like they have a little couple of things. It's Churchill Street is a is a restaurant up there. That's delicious. But I don't know if they cater. She's looking for something in Stillwater, too. I bet they do. I'm going to find They're out. They're kind of busy. <laughs> I don't know if they can cater is my point. They're kind of busy. Um, What else do we have? Oh, we're wrapping it up. Okay, so we will get to, we've got a few other questions we'll ask on the other side. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. Pick up your hornitos, have a margarita, maybe get some Maker's Mark. We'll be right back.